Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is heads. You've won the toss. You'd like to receive. Bad decision. Hey, I take that as a challenge. They asked for the ball. I take that as a challenge. Let's go. The Individual Defensive Podcast. IDP coverage at its finest. Featuring FSTA Writer of the Year, Gary Davenport. Hosted by Scott Bogman. You asked for it, you got it! We have you covered from goal line to nickel. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Individual Defensive Podcast brought to you by Indus League. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash army. we got all kinds of great stuff there for you. Group me rooms, rankings, um, live streams, all kinds of stuff. Please check it out if you would. I am Scott Bogman. You can follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports to see where all my stuff is. And I'm here, of course, with the godfather of IDP, Gary Davenport at IDP Sharks on the Twitter machine. Gary, what a crap week for both of us. Um, Steelers choke it away. They were up by 10, lose to Zach Wilson, the milf hunter uh, in the fourth quarter. And your team gives up 200 rushing yards to the Atlanta Falcons. They only uh, complete seven passes and the Browns dropped that game. So uh, embarrassing week for both of us, right? Oh, it extended to fantasy too. I mean, if you want to know who the week's underperformers were on the IDP side, just look at my lineups because everyone, <laughs> I mean, everyone was a no show. It seemed like. Yeah. I had a rough go this week for most of it too. So uh, I think I won like my home league, I think I'm up in that one and I'm up in like two other ones, but for the most part, it was a huge losing week for me uh, on the fantasy side, eight and two on my college picks this week. So I was very happy about that. That was like my good news, but um, I think nine, four and two against the spread going into tonight. Ooh, I like that, Gary. There we go. Anytime you can double up, uh, we're enjoying it for sure. But um Let's dive into the IDP news. Of course, we're going to talk about your week four performances, who you could potentially pick up, who might be cuttable, and a little bit of news at the top. And let's start with that. Let's start with this JJ uh, weird heart issue story. Like, um, I think AFib is kind of, I think it's more common than people give it credit for. I know a lot of people see that he had his heart shocked back into rhythm and they'll freak out. Um but I mean, I had a buddy that went into AFib one time because he had 21 beers in a night, right? So, like, um, you can do this by having too many energy drinks, things like that. So, it, I mean, anytime you mess around with the heart, it's a big procedure, but people were uh, a little panicky. So, what did you think of JJ Watt? And then him tweeting out the stuff so that uh, 
Glazer or whoever couldn't uh, get the drop on him was also weird. So just your initial thought on J.J. Watt and that whole story. He didn't seem to be too overly concerned about it, so I don't – I'm not necessarily – like you said, it's a lot more common than people think. And I don't blame him for wanting to get ahead of – I mean, because you can't keep a damn thing secret anymore, whether it's right. personal medical information or anything else. So I don't blame him a bit for wanting to get out ahead of it. And then, you know, uh, the, the story – I mean, this happened before the J.J. Watt stuff, but uh, the story gets weirder with Miles Garrett rolling his Porsche after a animal or something jumped out in front of him. Thank God him and his passenger were okay. Uh, car looked nasty, but uh, he's going to miss this week. And then we heard, you know, always weird that they wait till Sunday to say this stuff, but that's when everybody's watching, I guess. But they said that um, these injuries, you know, it's not going to make him miss a month, but they may affect him for a month. So uh, your thoughts on your boy, Miles Garrett and him and Clowney and Taven Bryan all missing is what led to your team giving up 200 rushing yards this week. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like you said, there's your read, there's your cause for concern is what it did to the Cleveland defense. I guess he was cited for failure to maintain control or something. He was doing whatever. He was doing 65 and a 45, which okay. he shouldn't go drive 20 miles over the speed limit. Yeah, but, but people want to act like he's doing 150 in a school zone. Well, he I also, mean, I mean, he's got, I think it was half a dozen other speeding incidents. And it's not, I'm not bagging on Miles Garrett. Lord he's knows, a crappy he's not driver. Here. He is All not right. the only professional athlete who has a fast sports car and keeps driving too damn fast. But, I mean, when you make the kind of money they do to play on Sunday and to be available for your team, you maybe you should – Maybe yeah, maybe you should lay off of doing, you know – granted, this time it was only 65 and 45. But you hear all the time about these athletes doing, you know, 110. And I guess a few of his previous speeding incidents were over 100 miles an hour. That's not smart. I mean, we saw what happened – and granted, Henry Ruggs was impaired when that happened. Right. But we've seen what happens when things go wrong and you're driving that fast. You can mess around. Somebody can get killed. So, right. like you said, hire a driver. He's got enough money. You should be driving this day. You should just be mm -hmm. rolling around in the back of a limo with a guy in a tuxedo up front that you call Jeeves. And when you get in the <laughs> car, when you hop in the car after the game, you just say, home, Jeeves. Hey, get by the way. Gary is available to be your Jeeves. Yes, uh, so, I will absolutely. <laughs> I will absolutely be Miles Garrett's Alfred Pennyworth. You bet your ass I will. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, it's just this stuff is not that hard. You know what I mean? And I always thought a sign of wealth before driving the sports car fast was having someone else drive you. That's the sign of wealth, you know. So uh, I don't know. You know, uh, uh, another story in the NFL where a young man gets in a car accident because he's driving like a dummy uh, is not a shock. Thank God no one was hurt this time. That's, you know, majorly, you know, obviously he missed this week. They said he will be impacted, but I don't know, like impacted is relative. So if he is available to start, you just go out and start him, right? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If he's, so, yeah, if he's active, then he needs to be in lineups. That's a no brainer. You can't. You know, I don't know how bad, how much it's going to affect him. You know, they haven't really said. You know, if he's right. just a little sore, no big deal. Yeah, I mean, not a surprise he missed this week, but we'll see. Like, if he misses uh, week five, then I'm like, okay, maybe it's a little worse than they were letting on. You know, right. but uh, we'll see. Because I think the wreck was what, like Tuesday late or Wednesday morning? Yeah, something in that like neighborhood. That. Yeah, so, um, so we'll see. Uh, Joey Bosa is expected to miss eight to ten weeks with that groin injury. That is just a brutal blow. 
Yes, absolutely. And I have Joey Bosa in our listener league. So, yeah, he's going to be sitting <laughs> in an IR slot for a while. And I would if the Chargers, the Chargers, for all I know, have already put him on injured reserve. But obviously, that's where he said it, and it's a big blow right. for the Chargers. Although it didn't seem to bother Cleo Mack against Houston, but again, that's Houston. It's Houston, so, yeah. Right. Um, there were a couple other entries. Uh, I'll just blow through them here, Gary. We had on the defensive line, uh, Cam Hayward with an ankle, Randy Gregory with a knee, Bud Dupree with a hip injury, which I believe is pre-existing. Um, for Bud, so look out for that one. Uh, on the linebackers, I mean, we get Perriman back, concussion. We get Shaq Leonard back, concussion. Nick Vigil left with a hamstring injury. And then on the defensive backs, Fitzpatrick left with a knee injury. I think he came back, but we'll see if he has missing time. Uh, Jordan Poyer was questionable coming in. He left with a foot injury. Jimmy Chin left with a hammy. Uh, Logan Ryan with a foot, Julian Love with a concussion, Carlton Davis with a stinger, Adrian Amos with a concussion, Cam Sutton left with a hamstring injury, Avante Maddox ankle, Darius Slay forearm, Terrell Edmonds concussion, and Lewis Seen with a nasty broken leg, and he'll probably have to miss the rest of the year. But uh, um, did I miss any, Gary? I'm sure there were a couple other that slipped through the cracks here, but this is what I saw. There's a bunch of guys that are going to have to clear concussion protocol this week. I know that. And you got to figure yeah. Shaq Leonard's going to miss because they're playing Thursday night. So, right. That's lovely. You know, we got him back just in time to lose him again. He has Zaire Franklin. I was like, why is Zaire Franklin getting every tackle? It's supposed to be Shaq and Okereke back out there. And then I saw that Shaq left it. I think that was in the first quarter, right? Uh, with and, the uh, head injury. I think Randy Gregory is undergoing an MRI on Monday, so I, I don't yes. know what the severity of that injury is. I do know that the Javante Williams injury, they said they don't think that one's good. They think it's pretty severe. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've heard everything about that injury, so I don't know what the hell to expect on Javante Williams. When they, when they announce it, they'll announce it, and we'll all know, I guess, is kind of uh where i'm at on that one melvin but, gordon uh, went into the doghouse just long enough for javante williams to get hurt and now he's going to be out of the doghouse because they don't have a choice <laughs> well he got hurt too uh he had like a hamstring thing in that game so uh i think it happened on his fumble and uh, so we may uh oh yep here it is javante williams done for the season oh, that's oh no no this is done for the day oh thank god this is from last night i just didn't okay. clear my messages thank god uh lordy um uh, nope that he has been diagnosed with a torn acl as of uh 15 minutes ago oh so he is done for the season god damn it brutal yeah i, know. Uh, I, got him in, uh, I have him in a dynasty where i've got i've got kamara nick chubb and javante williams but i've got nothing behind him so yeah that's um Joey and I in the the diehards league, the 32 man IDP, that one yep. we have Javante and he traded CMC for Javante. So uh, anyway, uh, those are the injuries. Uh, I just wanted to run through the, the top 10 scores at each position real quick before we look at the big week four performers and the bad performers and, and the potential pickup scary on the defensive line. It's Highsmith and Crosby at 54 points and 52.75 points, respectively. But then it dips enormously down. Uh, Dietrich Wise, 38. Greg Rousseau, 36. Uh, Jerry Hughes, 36. Brian Burns, 36. Josh Allen, Demarcus Lawrence, Chenna Nwosu, and Quiddy Pay all on this list. I mean, I think the big surprise here, if anyone, is Dietrich Wise, right? And Jerry Hughes getting so much playing time for Houston. I guess if you want to throw Nwosu in there, 
I just I'm not that surprised Nwosu's on this list just because he is talented and Seattle's defense is on the field all the time. So um I mean, are you surprised that Crosby is this high? Maybe Highsmith is this high. Is that surprising to you? Uh, Crosby's been fantastic. I yeah. mean, he is whether it's I had two sacks in week four, putting up stupid tackle numbers. I mean, he's just been amazing. Using wise, I don't I don't think that's sustainable. So I went I'm not gonna say sell high because no one's gonna give you anything for him. So because I think just about everyone figures that sooner or later they're going to turn back into a pumpkin. But I mean, if you were able to, gra- if you were able to grab them off the waiver wire, you know, ride them while you can. I reckon. But like you said, it, so far this year, it's Crosby and Highsmith, and then everyone else. Yeah, and it, I would. It, I expect that gap will narrow again. We we got to remind ourselves. It seems like the season's been going on for a while, but we're only a month in. So right, that gap's going to close. But Crosby, I mean, if you drafted him, congratulations, you got some ridiculous value to this point in the season. Absolutely. Yeah. Highsmith too. Uh, for linebackers, it's funny because uh, the number 10 is Nick Bolton at 55.25 points. So the, the 10th rank linebacker is scoring more than the best defensive lineman, Alex Highsmith. Uh, but we start with Roquan who has 62 points. Go to Devin white, 62 points, Jordan Hicks, Pete Warner, Devin Lloyd, Zaire Franklin, Frankie Louvu, uh, Michael Walker, Jordan Brooks and Nick Bolton. So uh, Foyer, just underneath all of these guys, by the way, uh, with his enormous performance yesterday, I believe he had 12 tackles. So um, I mean, not a surprise to see Roquan and Devin White at, up at the top. Um, Jordan Brooks being on this list, Nick Bolton being on this list is not surprising, but I think there is a surprise of this sandwich. You know, Hicks being this high is not shocking to us, but I think everybody expected Kendrick's to be in that spot, uh, us included, but it's not that surprising to see Hicks in here. Uh, Pete Warner over Demario Davis is surprising. Devin Lloyd over Foyer is surprising. Uh, Franklin is the uh, fill-in. Franklin, for yeah, Leonard. he's just Franklin yeah. sucking up the Leonard opportunities. Uh, Michael Walker uh, and Frankie Luvu are two guys you talked about coming into this season, Gary. Uh, I just wasn't sure, uh, particularly on Luvu. I wasn't sure about uh, because Shaq Thompson is still there and Jeremy Chan eats up a lot of tackles and stuff. So I just wasn't a hundred percent on him, but he has been outstanding. He scored, scored a touchdown uh, for the Panthers yesterday. And Michael Walker, because Deion Jones has been out, has been uh, getting all the time for them. So tell me about Lou and Walker. I'm not going to pretend that I thought Lou was capable of doing this. I mean, they were raving about him in camp. So I figured, you know, maybe he could become that second linebacker behind Thompson. And, you know, maybe give you LB3 value. I didn't think he was going to do this, so I'm not going to pretend I did. And Walker, you know, Deion Jones is going to be eligible to come off IR this week, but I don't know that the Falcons are going to be in any hurry to make a change there. You know, Walker and Rashawn Evans, for that matter, have played relatively well. So, you know, we'll see soon enough what kind of role they have in mind for Deion Jones. But I can't imagine they're going to take Walker out of the lineup. Yeah, absolutely. And then defensive back is is – what we thought it was uh, because we've got some names that we projected to be in here, uh, really just two, three maybe, and then the rest are all kind of random. Luxurious Need is your highest-scoring IDP right now with 64 points. Uh, Marcus Williams behind him with, I believe he has three or four interceptions, six, uh, 61.25. I think <laughs> Patrick is in there, Donovan Wilson, Mike Edwards, Jonathan Owens, Eddie Jackson, Jalen Petrie, uh, Jalen Thompson, 
who is the other guy outside of Fitzpatrick that we thought would be in this group. And then Nate Hobbs at 44.75 points. So, um, I mean, defensive back is random, way more random than anything else is. We understand that. But Snead has been performing at a, you know, a Pro Bowl level here. Um, Jonathan Owens has been fantastic. Marcus Williams keeps getting picks. Donovan Wilson is stacking up tackles. Edwards is making big plays. Eddie Jackson gets picks. Nate Hobbs had like one enormous game with like 10 or 11 tackles. So um, what is... What is surprising to you on what is actually surprising to you on this list? I, it's hard for me to be surprised by defensive backs. I'm curious to see because I believe J. Ron Kerr's practiced at least part of this past week, but I don't know that the Cowboys, you know, are the Cowboys going to put Kerr's back out there or are they going to, you know, not fix that which is not broken and just roll? Because I mean, that Dallas defense is playing lights out right now. So I don't yeah. know what they're going to do with a healthy J. Ron Kerr's or. Yeah, are they just going to roll with Wilson? So it, that's going to be interesting to see moving forward, whether Wilson was a temporary thing or maybe he's kind of, you know, shaking up the pecking order there. Mike Edwards, I don't know that he can sustain it, although I believe he had a sack last night. So he keeps making big plays. Legereus Sneed, yeah, thanks, Legereus. He hosed me in one league this week. I think he put up like <laughs> he 30. Have a sack? Put up like, yeah, put up like 35 points in that league. So. So now I'm down, I think. Oh, 32. oh, you played against him. I see. Yeah, now I'm down like 32, I think. And I've got, I want to say, Wagner and Hufanga going tonight. That's they a higher got, scoring league than this is standard. Right. But they've got, right here. they've got Aaron Donald going and I got Hufanga and Wagner and I need 32 just to catch up. So I'm not Jeez. really confident. Eddie Jackson <laughs> is another big play guy, but the big plays have been there. Like you said, Thompson and Fitzpatrick are really the only two that we expected to be there. But Welcome to defensive backs. Right. Yeah, it's been uh it's it's been a wacky year. But let's go over to the defensive lineman, Gary. Talk about the big performers from week four who underperformed and if we're worried and uh potential ads. So uh we start with the guys that perform well. Jonathan Allen was your uh leading scorer of anyone rostered over 50% on the defensive line with 14.75 points. He had uh eight combined stops, a sack, a pass deflection. Uh, he was outstanding. We just talked about Max Crosby and Brian Burns being on the overall list. So uh, is Josh Allen. They all had 11 and a half points or more. They each got to the quarterback Crosby twice. Um, Quinton Williams against Pittsburgh, not a surprise. He got to the quarterback one time. Uh, Greg Jarrett against your Browns had a sack. And Cam Jordan with uh, three solos, three assists, and half a sack. So everybody here got to the QB. Uh, nice to see the... Um, you know, guys that are rostered actually performing here because it's been a bit of a slog on the defensive line, right, Gary? Yeah, and that, I think that's back-to-back -back games for Cam Jordan with at least half a sack. So after a bit of a slow start, which I wasn't worried about him, Cam Jordan's just got too long of a history of producing consistently for me to have fretted about him. Like you said, it's it's been a rough start to the year, and there are still some guys who are just mired in the slump of slumps to open the looking at you, Chandler Jones. <laughs> so, but it's nice to at least see some guys, some signs of life from some guys. Because we're reaching a point, I mean, you're four weeks in. Yeah. You got to start making decisions on these guys. You right. can't keep rolling a guy out week after week after week after week who's just not performing. Exactly. And that's kind of what we're getting to. And there are, there is a much bigger list of underperformers here. And when I say underperformers, I mean guys that um, played and put up fewer than four points. You know, we're talking one and a half points. 
per solo, 0.75 for assist, and they're still under five. And there's a laundry list of them this week, Gary. Jeffrey Simmons, Chris Jones, Bradley Chubb, Charles Harris, Montez Sweat, Demarcus Lawrence, Chandler Jones, Robert Quinn, DeForest Buckner, and Trey Hendrickson. And Buckner and Hendrickson both uh, ate donuts this week. So uh, nothing from them, not a single point if you were, were rostering them. Um, who are we actually worried about? You mentioned Chandler Jones has been uh, rough this year. Is there anybody else on this list that you are ready to just cast asunder? Oh, Quinn was disappointing given a nice matchup. I thought he might break out this week, but still nothing. Right. I mean, I don't know that I'd dump him, but if at all possible, I think a trip to the bench is probably in order, at least until they show some signs of life. I, I'm not worried about Buckner and Hendrickson's donut. Hendrickson's a guy, he's feast or famine. He's either going to yeah. get to the quarterback or you're going to get what we got this past week. So, I'm trying to be patient with some of these guys, but like you said, it's four weeks in. It's getting hard to be patient because you keep looking at that, you know, two points or three points while other guys are getting 12 points and 15 points. And, you know, if you're sitting at one and three, like so many of my teams are, <laughs> I, need, I need a win, man. I need guys who are going to score. Are you ready to cut any of these guys in shadow leagues? Any Jeffrey Simmons or... Uh, Chandler Jones, oh, Sweat hasn't been good. I you mean, know, Chandler Jones and Sweat are on pretty thin ice. It depends on what's available. In your, if you can get a guy who's producing that you can plug in who's going to get you some points, I wouldn't fault you if you moved on at this point. But in most of the IDP leagues I play in, they're a little bit deeper. So I don't, I don't know that I really have a choice but to kind of hold and hope. But like in deathmatch, I have Chandler Jones. He's glued to the bench. And to be honest, I'll probably be looking to see what other defensive linemen are available. He might be gone this week. Depends on what I can get to replace him with. Yeah, it's funny. Only um, There are only three defensive linemen that average over 10 points uh, per game. Obviously, Highsmith and Crosby. The third one is Nick Bosa, uh, who plays tonight. So um, only three guys. Uh, yeah, I hear here's Nick Bosa's pretty good. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, I, you know what? I wanted to bet him to get a sack tonight, and it's like minus one ninety or two ten or something ridiculous. I'm like, why even bet that? Like, you know, you have to bet two dollars and ten cents to win back a dollar. No thanks. Um, potential ad. So you can tell me if you're rostering any of these guys over the above disappointments. Uh, Jason Oway was your top scoring defensive lineman this week with six solos and assist, a sack, a forced fumble. He was outstanding against uh buffalo uh, zach allen in here three three and a sack two sacks for lawrence two sacks for autry uh jaron reed dalvin tomlinson jermaine johnson aziz ujulari rashad weaver all got to the qb um roy robertson harris for jacksonville with three solos six assists uh tier tart had an interception dj jones got to the quarterback so did sebastian joseph day jordan elliott carl nassib josh tupo and uchenna nawosu all with eight points or more, which is kind of our defensive lineman marker. So out of this list, Gary, is there anyone that you're flying to the wire to roster? And are you going to take like an Oway or an Allen uh, or someone like that and dump, you know, Montez Sweat or Chandler Jones? What do you think? I'm not dropping Sweat or Jones for these guys. It's not a great, like Oway had a huge week four, but the first three weeks of the season, he's on melt carton. So, I mean, he's yeah. a guy who we could see, you know, we could be talking about him next week after his roster percentage goes up, you know, 
and he hits that benchmark, we could be talking about him on the underperformers next week. <laughs> guys like Zach Allen, Danico Autry, I might give those guys a look because, like, in true position formats, they have tackle eligibility. Right. So if you can plug them into that spot, it's a different story. You know, Jermaine Johnson, like the talent, but he's a rookie, so it's going to be up and down. I'd say of the whole list, the guy I'd probably have the most interest in is probably Ojolari because he was hurt, but now he's back. And he's a guy who's given us a little bit more of a track record than, say, an OA, but it's not a great list this week, honestly. There's no one here. These guys all impress me as, like, matchup plays at best. Right. I don't, I don't see a guy here that I'm rolling out every week like, yay, Danico Autry. It's just... <laughs> and that's i'm not i'm not no no on. that's correct now i think that's a correct uh mindset to have it's funny it's funny to say but it, it's it's a correct mindset to have i think the guys here uh gary because you're right no one stands out and you're like oh yes i get to go pick up jermaine johnson you know what i mean like right no one you're celebrating here so Ujlari and weaver's getting a high snap count i like that's that true. and that's true but dupree just went down so we'll see the what the other is, side they keep does. Losing edge rushers, the one healthy edge rusher they have left is going to get triple teamed every play. Right, but, exactly. But you're right. Weaver is playing. He's been playing full time pretty much all the year because they lost Harold Landry. So, right. That, that poor Tennessee pass rush. What I know, man. <laughs> I what Tennessee pass rush? Right. Uh, I mean, Jeffrey Simmons up the gut, but you know, with Bud Dupree out and Harold Landry out, it's uh, it's way weaker than it was last season, which was a big part of them being the number one seed. Uh, Owe, I'm keeping an eye on just because they got JPP on the other side now. I don't know how much he played or how much he affected things, um, but it is interesting to see. I know, you know, I think right tackle is the weakness of the Bills line, and they've had some injuries too. So you could have just had a nice matchup play and took advantage, but I'm at least keeping well, they've got, on. they've got a great matchup this week. They play Cincinnati on Sunday night. So yeah, that's uh, let's roll. <laughs> Come on. Uh, let's uh, Gary and I are rooting for the meteor. Um, let's go over to the linebackers here. And there were a bunch that performed well, barely any that underperformed. So rare to see this. And I'll just let, let you guys know two guys on the underperform list. One was Isaiah Simmons. Uh, these are guys under five points at linebacker and rostered over 50%. Isaiah Simmons, who we've been telling you to drop and cut forever, um, he had three uh, solos, and that's it, four and a half points. Uh, Shaq Barrett, who's boomer bust linebacker. So I'll just tell you on the underperformers, if you are still rostering Simmons, you need to cut him. Uh, Shaq Barrett is boomer bust anyway, so that's that on the underperforming uh, linebackers. But – your guys played up this week uh, if you're rostering them because uh, Foyer had 12 solo stops. He was your leading scorer. Um, uh, it, well, your second leading scorer among linebackers, third actually. Uh, but first, that's rostered this high, uh, 21 points for him. Matt Milano had 11 solos. Zaire Franklin, who we talked about before, was great. Uh, um, Devin White, Demario Davis, Levante David, Michael Walker, Jordan Brooks, Roquan, Devin Lloyd, Mosley, Pete Warner. A lot of the guys, Gary, that we've listed on the high scoring of the season list here. So not a shock that the good linebackers are playing well, right? Right. Uh, the potential ads here, uh, Frankie Luvu had the pick six, 23.75 points. He was outstanding. Uh, outside of that, he had uh, six solos and five assists. So even if he hadn't had that pick six, he would still be on this list. Hassan Reddick, 
uh, had two sacks. He was good. Rashawn Gary got to the quarterback twice for New England. Uh, Tate Crowder, 7-4 in a sack. Um, Dennis Gardick had five solos, a sack, and a pick for the Cardinals. Uh, Josie Jewell, seven solos, seven assists. Um, we talked about Owe. Uh, Rodrigo, eight solos and three assists against Seattle. Rashawn Evans, five and five. Drew Tranquil, six and five. Jonas Griffith, six and four. And Jahad Ward had four solos, a sack, a forced fumble. So uh, out of this list, Gary, there's a lot of good names to pick through because obviously we like Lubu. Um, yeah, I don't know what I have to do to get you people to go pick up Frankie Lubu, man. Uh, and he's 45%, so I got to imagine he's over 50% this week, right? So Run. Uh, yeah, go do it. Uh, but I Tay Crowder's on the field all the time. Josie Jules on the field all the time. So is Rodrigo. Um, yeah, Crowder, the numbers just hadn't been there the first few weeks of the year. But I, I, it was so bad that I even went back through and looked at the snap counts for the Giants because I was like, oh, maybe, well, maybe the, you know they're playing a lot of three safety or something. And he's not on the field as much as I think he's on the field. No, he's on the field all the time. So you had to figure that those numbers were going to bounce back. So I know there are some leagues where people got a little panicky about Crowder and dropped him. If they did, snap him up. I mean, he's... He might be a little more matchup dependent than a lot of off-ball linebackers are, but still it can't hurt, you know, when half the damn league has a concussion to have a little depth at the position. Yeah, I got you. Um, all right, so let's go over to defensive back and your high huh? scores here. You talked about Legereus Sneed, um, you know, six, eight solos, excuse me, one assist, a sack, a forced fumble, 18.75 points. Uh, Jordan Poyer uh, with 18.5. He had uh, four solos, two assists, and two picks. Two picks for Von Bell on Thursday night. You saw that game. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, five, three, and a pick. Almost had another pick. Almost, almost scored, too. I, I mean, um, stepped out at the four by, like, a spike uh, on a on what we thought was a pick six. Tyron Matthew, four, three, and a pick. Donovan Wilson, as we talked about before, eight solos, one assist. Brisker got his first NFL sack. He's in here. And Jesse Bates. I think the biggest thing, the most surprising thing to me, Gary, is that Brisker is rostered over 50% because he wasn't the previous uh, three weeks. And, you know, on IEP, things move a little slower. But I think that's the biggest surprise to me out of this list. Everybody else, no surprise that they're on here. I mean, maybe Von Bell's two picks is a big surprise. Yeah, and it's good to see six solos out of Jesse Bates. I think people with Jesse Bates, which I saw him panic dropped in a few leagues too, because I picked him up in a couple where he was dropped. I think people underestimated the the impact of that holdout or hold in or whatever the hell you want to call it. Right. I mean, he missed 90% of camp in the preseason. So it, you had to figure it was going to take him a little while to get up to speed. And it seems like now he finally is ahead of what should be a good matchup for him with the Ravens. Can't stand Legereus Steve. I went back through and looked at Rodrigo's <laughs> snap counts. They keep going up, man. Keep going up. 79% this past week. You cannot stop the ascension of Rodrigo. Yeah, he has been outstanding ever since hard knock. So, um, you know, it, and look, these guys, Malcolm Rodriguez, by the way, is rostered um, 41%. So he's probably available. And, you know, we're going back to linebackers here, but yes. I mean, uh, you need to go get him. He, he's defense. your number one IDP, I think, that this week. Defense is so bad. It is, and it's on the field a lot. So uh, we like that, too. Those are good combos. I mean, you gave up 48 to Geno Smith. 
You're not a good defense. You're absolutely That's the correct. second time this year that they've scored 35 points and lost. Yeah. <laughs> there, dude, that secondary is rough. I mean, it was rough with Jamal Adams. Well, Adams I mean, it ain't, one. it ain't just the secondary. Rashad Penny had like 345 rushing yards. And I, like you said, Geno Smith throwing you know the ball all over the field. The most uh, impressive part about Rashad Penny's day, and I've given Rashad Penny a bunch of crap, and I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and him to get hurt at any point. I don't, I think I have him in two or three spots which is two or three more than i wanted coming in the year but there were just a couple spots where i down talked him so much i'm playing against listeners no one's taking him so i had to you know so um but the most impressive thing about his performance yesterday was he had like 10 rushing yards going into halftime and then he ended up with like 185 or whatever so all of his work was in the second half and he was outstanding um, the underperforming defensive back scary guys that are rostered over 50% and scored uh, four or fewer points. Sauce is starting to get not thrown at. One solo, two assists. Um, also not the biggest tackler. I'll just say that. So um, he doesn't get thrown at. Plus he's not, you know, diving for a tackle. I don't know. Probably not a reason to roster him. Uh, Kyle Duggar, uh, two solos and an assist. AJ Terrell, two assists. He just shut down Amari Cooper and Kyle Hamilton's just not on the field enough to make just, an impact. He was that, last week. He had a couple big plays or whatever, but if if you have Kyle Hamilton right now, you're just waiting on the big play. Had to rub it in about AJ Terrell. Didn't he? And he had looked like crud the first three weeks of the year. He really had. And that's what it's funny because I said yesterday, uh, cause the Welsh and I, record a wrap-up show like you know right after uh sunday night football's over we record a long like two-hour show where we go through all the games and he was talking about amari cooper and i said i guess i'll have to go back and see because obviously i'm not watching a lot of that game it's an ugly game and my game was on during it too um i guess maybe aj terrell shut him down and then i got a text from our our guy josh s who's a huge browns fan and he said yeah terrell just shut down amari cooper so I was just surprised by that because, like you right. said, Daryl had not looked like himself. Oh, no, he'd got gotten roasted league. this year. Don't worry. I wouldn't worry too much about Duggar. I just looked up his snaps. He only played 58% of the snaps against the Packers. And Is that because out. he's still dragging around the injury, or is this, like, maybe by design for Duggar? I'm guessing after missing a couple weeks, they're probably just kind of ramping him back up. I would assume. I would assume now, granted, it makes him a little bit of a risky play this week, but I would think his snap count will increase this week. That was a weird game anyway. Uh, it really was all the way around. Yeah, it really was. <clears throat> Bailey, uh, the, the Bailey Zappy show. <laughs> Bailey Zappy. Hey, you know, uh, look better than Hoyer the Destroyer. So we'll see. Um, I know it's, it's going to be curious to see who the Patriots roll out there this week against. Uh, oh, I mean, just. Go with Zappy, right? Like Hoyer is my age. And so, you know, it's about time for him to hang him up. I mean, you know, it's kind of like Chase Daniel. It's like, uh, who's the most nervous guy when Justin Herbert got hurt? It's got to be Chase Daniel because now he's going to have to actually go out and earn a living, uh, you know, instead of uh, just earning it at practice. I don't so hate on Chase Daniel, man. Hey, man. Look, he's got the best job in the world. Uh -huh. He does. Yeah. It's like and eight look, million bucks a year to stand there and hold a clipboard. And, and everybody, see, that's what everybody says, too. And it's just so much more than that. He's in the QB room. He's in the meetings. Uh, he's running practice. Like, 
he does work. He shows up to work every day. It's not like he sips coffee for six days and goes and sits behind <laughs> Justin Herbert. You know, I understand that he does stuff for it. He goes into work. He just hasn't seen a lot of action on the no. field. And it's just, you know, wherever he goes, the starter stays healthy, you know? Uh, so many teams should watch. Hey, the Daniel. most popular guy on the team is the backup quarterback. Yeah, well, it was in Pittsburgh until he lost the game. So, uh, especially being uh, the Steelers quarterback who also went to Pittsburgh. You're going to have to, people, fans are going to have to live with the ups and He's a rookie, man. He's yeah. He's going to have, there's going to be growing pains. He's going to have to take his lumps. And especially when you throw him out there. I mean, he didn't really have, he probably didn't get a ton of practice snaps this week. He didn't take so any probably, reps with the ones. Right. Uh, they said, so you Trubisky give him no prep. And you gotta love Mike Tomlin. Nope, I'm not thinking. Nope, not looking to switch. Nope, not looking to switch. Nope, well, yeah, so switch. look, I believe Tomlin uh, up until this game, and then you could just see, like in the first half. I don't know how much of the Steelers you watch, but you could just see in the first half, like there was no energy on offense. There's no energy in the stadium at all. And then as soon as Pickett came in, everybody went crazy. Everybody was excited on the offense too, like the players. Uh, got boosted and he was better than Trubisky. You know, he wasn't good, but he's better than Trubisky. So that, I, I'll roll with it. I hope that, Kenny starts the rest of the year. So that team's problems go beyond the quarterback position. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I told the Welsh yesterday uh, after the loss, I was like, this might be the worst team in the NFL. Like the Seahawks are bad. I think the Panthers are really bad too. Yeah, uh, I think Atlanta is a lot better than I gave them credit for, but I still think they're probably down in the bottom five. Pittsburgh could be there too, and I wouldn't be shocked. It wouldn't uh, take I mean, a lot for them to, uh, you know, because I think there's there's good pieces, but they, you know, Watt has to be healthy. Uh, Cam Hayward needs a replacement. He's getting old, you know. Um, so got to fix the offensive line. And oh my about the God, run. left tackle is number one. I mean, I appreciate the job Dan Moore has been doing, and they the offensive line is not the reason the Steelers have been losing games. It's giving up rushing yards, and anyway, look, I could go down this rabbit hole for 30 minutes, so let's not do this. <laughs> let's talk about the potential ads. Uh, Jack Jones and Tariq Woolen, both uh, great scores here, but both had pick sixes, as did Andre Sisco. Mick Robertson also had uh, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, so, you know, these are, these are good players, but... I don't know. Are you clamoring to the line to get no. Jack Jones, Trick Warner, Cisco? No, they're okay. gonna evaporate. They're gonna fade back into. You can't count on pick sixes every week. That's just right. not a sustainable strategy. Exactly. Uh, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. But we had Mike Edwards with 13 tackles, five solos, eight assists. He also had a sack. He's more of a big play guy, but this was a great game for him. That's his second straight game with double digit tackles. So I, you okay. got, he needs to be picked up. He's forty I mean, percent whole... rostered on fan track, so it's going to be high pretty soon here. And not a great matchup this week with Atlanta, but you know, hey, you know we'll take it. Uh, right. You know he he if he's stacking up those tackles, he's stacking up the tackles. Uh -huh. Marcus Joyner had two picks. One of them was on a hail mary at the end of the game. Another guy you could throw him in with the. Uh, you could go ahead and throw him in with the guys that got pick sixes because two of those picks were just gifts. Uh, Mike, uh, or excuse me, Eddie Jackson. I think he's had picks in three straight games, right? Eddie Jackson, um, another uh, exception here. Eddie's back to ball hawk, Eddie. <clears throat> and when he gives, when he's hot, he can be, he can go on a, a rip. 
I'm so ha- like, you know, I know the Bears wanted a wide receiver and watching this offense play, they need one real bad. But um, I was so happy on the defensive side for them getting brisker to let him come down and play box safety because Jackson played way more box safety than you want last year. And Jackson can get back to roaming and going after the football, which is what he does. And he is making teams pay right now. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, nine solos to assist for him. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, seven and three. Patrick Chertain, six and two. Uh, five and a pick from Michael Carter with the Jets on the defensive side. That Michael Carter. Uh, Paulson Adebo has been on this list, I think, two or three weeks in a row. Seven solos for him. Uh, five solos and a sack for Kawan Williams and Demir Hamlin for Buffalo. Uh, seven solos and an assist. Uh, part of that completely destroyed secondary right now. So, um, I don't know. I mean, Mike Edwards and Eddie Jackson, I think, got to go on this list. Anybody oh, yeah. else that's uh, piquing your interest? Oh, I'm not sure about Elliot because that might just be born of that fluke shootout with the right Seahawks. Maybe Hamlin. Okay, I, he seems to be starting now. That because I mean, even once they get Poyer back, or if he's not, all if he's just a little nicked up and not injured, Dave Micah Hyde's done for the year. So they're I think Hamlin's going to be back there moving forward but other than that I just kind of like on the defensive line there's not a whole lot of there there maybe a Debo if you're in a quarterback required league because like you said he's been fairly consistent and anytime you can get a consistent cornerback it's a good thing to have says the guy who picked up Roger McCreary off the waiver wire <laughs> oh he's been uh, fantastic I'm, yeah, he's getting thrown out on every play. It's great. Uh, that's exactly what you want, Mighty if he's out of your quarterback. <laughs> you want a guy that the quarterback drops back, and he's like, all right. <laughs> I can pick on this guy, absolutely. Yep. I mean, he. I think McCreary had like 10 stops in the first three quarters the other day. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he, he's a good pickup, too. Even yeah, I mean, he put up good numbers play. against the Colts, and the Colts can't score points to save their lives. Yeah, well, look, we got bad news on Javante. Looks like Javon, uh, uh, JT may even be cleared for Thursday. It's not a high ankle sprain. So, um, so you know, we, I guess we'll take the good with the bad, even though I have way more shares of Javante than I do JT. But I think uh, I just have the one. I think I have more shares of Gordon than I do of Javante. So. Ugh, God. Uh, yeah, I know. I was, but, I mean, you saw it what worked Mike out. Boone, you saw what Mike, out. You saw what Mike Boone did, which was nothing. Yeah, but Melvin Gordon has fumbled in four straight games, dude. I, I mean, you know. he's, I guess he was in the locker room after the game, but he went in front of reporters and said he's going to fix it. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, well, I mean, what, what are they going to, what are you going to do? Grab somebody? What are you, Latavius Murray or something off the practice squad? I mean, you're going to have to grab someone. You know, you got, you have to have another running back. I yeah, don't that, know who's on their practice squad right that now. That Kamara but. deal Sunday was awesome. Oh, dude. Let's get before we end your quick take on that, because um, I don't okay. know. Maybe maybe I'm mean, but I have no sympathy. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I just... sleep in on Sunday because my Mondays are ridiculous. Saturday is one of my days off. So I usually I go to bed Saturday night. I Sometimes I'm up fairly late on Saturday night and I sleep in a little bit on Sunday morning. I don't worry about it getting up. super. So by the time I got out of bed, the game had already started. Same. 
I'm, I mean, I am, you know, it's not that I sleep in on Sunday. It's that I'm not going to wake up at eight 30 for almost anything. Any right. And I had so. a, I had Kamara in my lineup in a couple weeks. Uh, so, so be it. I mean, that's not on the league or on the NFL. Right. It's on me for not having the lineup. set. <laughs> and honestly, I think both those teams lost. And had I had a guy in there that scored a decent amount of points, I think I would have won, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm just right. And, and you know, the uh, idea that you should be able to go in retroactively and switch him out. No, hell yeah. That that's, that's kind of my thing. Like I understand, oh, you know, and I, number one, I think these games should never be played at this time. Never. It, like if you're going to London, okay, London, we get it. You want a day game tough. You know, the market to watch these games is still in this country. It's still, you know, 350 million people in this country. So uh, I don't get for the East Coasters, dude, that's 630 in the morning. That is too early to be playing NFL games. Uh, so I think they should make these all afternoon games or night games in London. Well, uh, so I think that's number week. one. Yeah, I know there's another one this week, but I don't I don't think we're we're not going to face the same issues this week right because i mean at least with yes uh didn't camara carry questionable tag like the whole week too i mean most of the time questionables play but um this one is uh the giants and the packers so i hadn't really read anything prior to the game that camara was in real danger of missing it but he had the rib injury the whole yeah i know he's a little nicked up but i didn't really read anything to indicate that he was in serious jeopardy of winning the game and maybe that long flight had something to do. I mean, that might have something to do with why Jameis didn't play, too. You spend eight hours sure. on an airplane, and you've got ouchy ribs. It probably just makes them that much more ouchy. I think Jameis not playing is might also be the, uh, well, if the Q, QB ain't playing, let's sit the RB, too. You know, now let's see what Andy Dalton has without these guys. And they almost won. You know, they were a double doink away from going to OT, at least. So, um, yeah, weird I game. Hope- I hope Kamara's back out there this week because, like I said, I need him on that league where I lost Javante because well, I yeah. got nothing. To, I'm going to be put blowing a big chunk of my fab on damn Mike Boom this week. That's just crazy. <laughs> uh, my I understand. So or rolling uh, right. out Craig Reynolds or something. Craig Reynolds, there it goes. Hey. Yeah, hey, you know I was down to Jamal Williams in a couple leagues that worked out. So uh, happy about that, but. All right, that'll wrap it up for us. Of course, Gary, you can find him at IDP Sharks. Gary, what is the uh, article schedule like now? The same as every week. Article after article after article after article after article until the end of time. I never sleep. You can just follow (laughs) me on Twitter at IDP Sharks. Tomorrow will be uh, IDP waiver wire, NFL power rankings, and getting defensive at NBHC Sports Edge, taking care of all your team defense needs. Uh, excellent excellent you can find uh my work at bogman sports on the twitter of course uh i'm here uh talking nfl with the welsh we do uh two fantasy football shows a week plus we do live streams and um we do bet this league where we talk about the bets uh pretty decent week this week uh for especially for the welsh Uh, i was good on the college side as well um and you can check out my idp podcast on fantasy pros with joe pizapia where we talk about um the weekly ranks uh, going into week five. Um, so please check that out too. And uh, Fantasy Pro Stages, I do those on Wednesday evenings with Joe. I do them on Friday, uh, early afternoon, like five Eastern. Um, 
myself too so if you guys got starting sick trade questions anything like that and you're an fp subscriber uh check me out over there but that is going to wrap it up for us this week we will see you guys next week good luck everybody denzel perriman is murdering my joy <laughs> i'm back and i'm out Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.